Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. Yeah, we're having a little bit of a COVID outbreak. So, oh shit, the, really? Yeah, Drew, Drew got it, and I'm I've been trying not to get it from him. <laughs> so, uh, we're uh, we're keeping oh, it. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's mellow. He like he's been super responsible about it and just like as soon as he started having symptoms he was wearing a mask in the in the common area and shit so it's like i tested negative a couple days ago i got a take-home test now i'll probably mail that out today or tomorrow so we're keeping it battened down over here trying to damn but he's trying to do the uh doing his own version of the contact tracing he's like what motherfucker gave this to me <laughs> yeah it's the revenge tracing yeah he uh, when i get when i get through this yeah, I'm yeah. Con- <laughs> fuck man it's funny um that- but he, he, i think he's kind of got it in a, uh whittled down to like this trumper who like was going home and was feeling sick and like wouldn't go get tested because she's like, well, I got to go to my family. I don't want to get tested now. It's like, that's exactly when you yeah. should, should be doing it. I I want to kill all my grandparents. That's what I want to do. I'm going to give them the sweet release of death for Christmas this year. They don't want to be here yeah. anymore. They're sick of gift cards. The angel of death is coming for Christmas. Yikes. When when did he test positive? Like, how long, long ago was it? We're creeping up on 10 days. Uh... Cause he got a test pretty quick, and then like uh, Heather got Heather and I got tested the same day, and we both came back negative, and that was what I don't know. He's got to be like on the on the outs of testing positive yeah. here. I think he's getting tested either today or tomorrow, and then we'll see what uh, what br- that brings. Cause that was my whole thing is like, well, I can get tested at any point, but until he's clear, like I could still get it. Cause like I great, I tested positive two or three days ago, but that's two or three days where I could get it and then no longer test negative yeah so it's all it's been yeah it's been a very interesting experience i'm like oh this is very easy to get and if you're not careful you can spread it super easy but you know masks are bullshit uh this is a hoax uh yeah i don't know what trump won the election trump (laughs) yeah trump won the election (laughs) because they counted all the votes and if they didn't get tested if we didn't get tested our numbers would be down so really, it's all the liberal media's fault, et cetera, et cetera. Whenever I see like him talking on TV now, I just picture the voice of that that girl from Willy Wonka who's asking for a pony and a golden goose. That's all I can think of. Like, but I want it now, Daddy. I don't care how I want it now. And I want this. Yeah, if only he could turn into a giant uh, balloon, vi- a violet balloon, and explode into a hairy mess at one of his gatherings and we could do that at the stroke of midnight (laughs) uh, if that could be the end of 2021 a bloated trump descends on times square and explodes all over his following that would just be that'd be great yeah if a murder hornet could come in and pierce his fleshy skin 
pretty ideal, but I do appreciate your your skill at segueing because that does take us to our topic this week uh, of the New Year's Eve drinking celebration and the history thereof and our own personal histories with the holiday, quote unquote. Yeah, it's a it's a binge. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. It's a, it's a socially acceptable time for people to drink the mo- the amount of alcohol that they've always wanted to. Well, what so. I yeah, what I've been I don't know if it's just me projecting my own personal values onto our holiday structure, but I was like looking back, like all the major holidays that like you think of, uh, you know, celebrating or having a day off or something. Pretty much the only one that is not inherently a drinking holiday that comes to mind is like Easter, which ironically is would have been New Year's Eve had we ever had we not changed to the Gregorian calendar because it's like that's the you yeah. know, around the rebirth the, spring and this the and that. March yeah uh, so the like vernal, the vernal the vernal equinox is what it is yeah and like yeah I mean we. I don't know what's true or not true, but supposedly like the Christians move their dates around to kind of cover up and uh, devalue the pagan holidays, which were all arranged around, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars and what have you, which obviously there's no truth in those things. There's more truth in an allegory of rebirth and being put in a cave and with a virgin mom and all these things. Yeah, that's what that kind of hurts your credibility when you're just moving around dates like that. You got like the New Year's thing, and then you got like the actual birthday of Jesus was like sometime in like April or something. And then they're like, eh, it just works better if it's December. Listen, we're <laughs> going to move this to the end of the calendar year so we have like something yeah. to look forward to. We got some late year uh, commerce that we're going to need to blow through. And then, you this know. This is a slow month, so uh, we need a new. A new day. Yeah, we're we're talking about commercial rebirth. So, like, once the fiscal year ends, we're gonna need to offload all the shit we didn't sell in the in the prior year in the in the you know January with all the gift cards and what have you. So, really, yeah, th- this uh, actual day of birth shit's not gonna work well for our new god, which is just the almighty dollar. Yeah, it just works better that way until something else changes, and then we yeah. have to do it again. Yeah, I mean, like. Honestly, don't you want a full week off at the end of the year instead of just like oh you know a four day weekend? Come on, let's just let's get on board here. Yeah. What other is there another bigger holiday? Because like if you think about the only other holidays that come to mind are like Arbor Day and President's Day, and it's like if you're not drinking for the holiday, it's not a real holiday. And I don't know if like the drinking comes from the day off or. You know, if it's a self-fulfilling type thing where it's like, well, of course people are going to drink during that because you got the day off. But it's like you don't get St. Patrick's Day off. I, I feel like any excuse to drink, uh, we'll find we'll find a way to do it. Like every holiday is essentially a drinking holiday if you want it to be. It's like every day is a, is a Friday if you want it to be. Or if you don't want it to be and you're just in COVID times, it's like, ah, it's a year-long weekend. Yeah, it's just always the same. Yeah, um, we are creeping up on the end of the year, and what a year to say goodbye to! Can we? Yeah, I mean, I, Jesus. Yeah, it's it's funny how like, I mean, I don't know that how you could have a real differing opinion, but just like collectively, 
universally everyone is just this at this sigh of relief it's like well whatever happens next at least 2020 is behind us or come coming yeah. to a close that's the thinking of a beaten person that's the person that's like well okay let's just see what else comes let's see if we can get through this yeah and it's like i mean even commercially it's like match.com has a, a commercial right now where Satan meets 2020 and they're like just a match made in heaven and like for a dating app to just be like yeah fuck it like everybody's gonna be on board for this and I'm like that, I watched it I was like I can't believe they made this this is I'm I'm st- this is a great commercial this is perfect yeah it's funny my friend uh my friend shared me a meme that was like talking about like do you think whatever the year the stock market crashed that caused the great depression like was that 27 that was that's like you think people are uh, people are like, oh man, 1927, what a year! Like, this is so 1927. Just framing it that way seems uh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I don't think anyone in those times would have casually been like, man, 27 is the worst year. The worst year yet. Or what's that? How's the Simpsons put it? No, the worst year so far, honey. The worst year so far. It's the worst year until next year. And no, that's not how things work. It's going to be New Year's Eve. We're going to say goodbye, and everything is going to be better, Sean. The vaccine's going to start trickling in. Uh, just things are going to be great. There's uh, there's no reason for any of this bad shit to continue. Trump is going to be yeah. out of office. Everything will turn around 100%. It's going to be great. Optimist. I mean, that's that's the best part of New Year's Eve is that unfettered optimism that everyone seems to have. Like you haven't been tricked by this thing every single year where you're like, (laughs) I think, I think this is my year. I think this is it. Yeah. I, I don't, I tried to tell January 12th comes and then you're fucking in ruin. (laughs) Like you hit April and you're like, well, that was, you know, there's always next year. Maybe next year. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I've managed to gain 30 pounds rather than lose 15. Uh, my bank account is hemorrhaging money. And, you know, you know 22, 2022. I'm feeling 2022. I've always yeah. been... A, a, even years have always done better for me. Let's... Yeah. We're going to give it some time to, you know, get through the weeds of 2020. So you got to give them, I don't know, 12 to 14 months to figure that shit out. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, really, I, I'm I'm going to go Chinese New Year, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out. I'm going to restart... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a mulligan on the regular Gregarian New Year, and I'm going to go to the Chinese New Year. They seem to have more fun, and it's a whole fucking like, week or month-long celebration. That sounds way more fun than, than this white people shit. Yeah, that one night filled with regret. That's not, that's not how you should celebrate it. J- Jawbreaker has that line. It's like, it hasn't been my day in years or something like that. It's like... <laughs> That's how I feel about this is going to be my year. I'm like, this. it hasn't been my year since I was like 15 and was like found skateboarding, yeah. was going to punk shows, had like enough money to buy CDs and skateboards. And I was like, not paying rent, good food on the table every night. Like, shit. Half, yeah, we only knew how good day. we had it. Too bad you're all pumped up full of hemorrhoid, hem, hemorrhoids. <laughs> hemorrhoids <laughs> i mean hormones and you're just shoved into the worst social structure known to man called public high school like all right this yeah. could be really good but now i got 1300 
1,300 other assholes I have to go see every day. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a good setup for the real world, though. It's like, just keep your head down, just try to get through it, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll figure this out next year. Yeah, pretty much. Like, learn how to how to work in a group, put in your effort, and not be a fucking asshole. And then other people are like, I'm going to learn how to exploit the group and excel further. Yeah. Like, man. Or you're... someone's like, don't tell me not to be an asshole. I'm an American. That's my right. <laughs> yeah, the science is out. Oh, man. The delivery people yeah. here never really figure it out. I We have, like, this side yard, and it's trash. It's just like... <laughs> It's where cats shit and piss. Like I got a couple things back here, but the, sometimes the Amazon people are like, "I don't care. I'm le- there's a door and I'm leaving it here." And then like a week or two later, I'll come out and there's like packages back here. And thankfully, they're usually not for us. They're for our hoarder back neighbor. But somebody just came. Yeah, back we have it. we have that kind of here where it's like you'll get some delivery drivers that are like, "Yeah, uh, I actually care if this package gets stolen from you." Um, and then other people are like, I don't really care if this gets stolen from me, so I'm going to put it like basically on the street, and then you have to come find it. So Yeah, you just get the Ace Venturas every now and then where they're just fucking punting it up to your front door. Shaking <laughs> yeah. it down the hallway. Yeah, all right, cool, it's here, I guess. Here you go, I'm going to need you to sign for this. Yeah, it might be broken. That's your fault if it is, though. Hopefully they insured it, but maybe, I don't, we'll see. New Year's is for, has... I think the older you get, it just becomes one of those holidays where it's like, uh, we have to do something, but and you're not, you're not really looking forward to it, but you're probably like gonna get sucked into it in one form or another. Like I never, yeah, that. I think that Bob's Burgers quote about it is like the expectation to have fun is way too high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I would rather just stay at home and watch TV. <laughs> like it's not. You just feel like this is the night. Everything's going to have have to happen. It's like prom night. Yeah, and like wh- who, maybe it is because it is the the end of the year and it's like the one last hurrah where it's got to be like, like the same shit with like the, the end of high school party where it's like, I'm going to get it all off my chest and we're going to move forward into the future on a good note. And it's like, why? It's just a day on the calendar. Like, yeah. Where does this expectation come from? But every year, that's kind of it happens again and again, and it's you go out. We're stupid. We're stupid animals, Christian, and that's why <laughs> we're like maybe this time's gonna be different. Yeah, we have am- we have yearly amnesia that culminates at the at January thirty first, where it's like, no, this is when we have it. This is when it all comes together. Yeah, I think that that might have something to do with the amount of alcohol you drink on those days where you don't remember it and you're like oh yeah i feel like last <laughs> december 31st things went pretty good well yeah i definitely have a little bit of that because last year i don't know what happened where it's just like never, we didn't really plan a party and this is pre-covid so it was still not it was still fine to do but we were like i don't want to yeah. have to worry about where we're going i don't want it to go fucking go to somebody else's party uber uh, surge priced into the fucking de- ground. Let's like yeah. we're having people over. Whoever can come can come. Byob, like that's it. We're not making snacks. It's just a house. There'll be music. We'll 
you know, bring your own champagne for New Year's or the the, the ball dropping. But like, I'm not leaving. I know where I'm going to stay. And it was really fun. It was like, aside from the cleanup, like it was a good hang. And like, once we got tired, like Heather and I were both just like, I'm tired. And like, me too. Let's go to bed. <laughs> we just yeah. went to bed. And I don't that is one nice thing about yeah. parties. I don't know if it's just out here or uh, it's definitely a West Coast thing where maybe the older you get too, but like East Coast, you hide your shit. Like if you have a house party, you don't leave anything out that's going to get uh, taken. But yeah, here, like yeah. people seem to be a little cooler about it. But more, you know, that also might just be being in your 30s. Yeah, I think once you get past the age of like New Year's, we got to go do this. Uh, like I've been in the mode of like, man, I don't really want to do anything it's like it's just it just overwhelms you and you're like then you look at your whatever lift ride you're like oh it's 75 dollars to go five miles yeah i'm over it um but i think like once you hit that age where you're just like yeah i'm i'm an adult i can't do this anymore <laughs> like those type of problems become a little more uh reduced because you're like the people that would come to this party are probably not going to steal from me but yeah the risk reward, uh, that graph or whatever, the the lines definitely change the older you get. Like the risks go down, but the reward also goes down. So like, yeah, even going out at all, I feel it. I don't know how we. I I think I was just getting pressure from all sides where it's like, well, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? I'm like, mm, just come here. Yeah, but again, that's definitely easier. Like. I, I've, I've done that a few times where you try to jump from bar to bar, party to party, and you're like, you're always looking for the next best party. Like, regardless yeah. of where you're at, you're worried about the next best thing. But Yeah, it's like, maybe, it's like, oh, the next one could be even better. Like, we don't even know what we're missing out on. And, like, that was the nice thing about ours was, like, I this is as good as I'm planning on it getting. So, like, I don't care. Yeah. But then, like, other people were, like, would pop over and be like, nah, I don't know, I'll go see what's up. And then, like, some came back and some didn't, and you know, good for them. They went and they they tried, but I was like, I'm great. I don't. I didn't have to pay an Uber bill. I don't have to. You know, I I was set. It was great. A cover charge and fucking twelve dollars for a Coors Light. Yeah, it's those yeah. are the, uh, the benefits of getting older. <laughs> it's just like uh, the the cost analysis on this isn't isn't panning out. I think uh, I'm just going to grab a 12 pack and sit here. Yeah. And like, I, of all the, I don't, I mean, I haven't been to very many New Year's Eve parties. I've been to like, you know, my fair share, but none of that, like none of them really, like we threw ours at one, at the halfway house. And that was like, or was that even I a, think- was, was the year that Adam Palmer branded himself? That was a New Year's Eve party, right? Yeah, I have a Polaroid of it in 2012. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I I remember, I think, up until about 9.45, 10 o'clock. So well, I'm yeah. not a reliable source on that. But We had a bottle of bourbon and had people over. And, yeah, somebody branded themselves off of a, 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 clo- a wire clothes hanger that had been bent into a penis that we got as a gift. Yeah. And they just found... I mean, and were, 
branding yourself in general is a bad idea, but doing it with in the shape of a dick is uh, off, those are some life lessons you have to do. Off with. of an oven, <laughs> no, yeah, a stove top. Off of a range. <laughs> yeah, just heating up a wire hanger off of a range with a clothes hanger dick, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna brand myself. I'm like, wow, you are gonna have a great New Year if this is how you're. Kidding. Yeah. But and this is all pre ten o'clock in the evening. Oh yeah, we it, got it in early. It was, it was fairly early, but yeah, that was the war zone. That was <laughs> that was the war zone year where like multiple like drunken couple fights. Somebody slept yeah. in my room to get away from his girlfriend. She, I was butt naked, passed out already. <laughs> she crawls in and attacks him in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I just remember uh, people just going out to the balcony and throwing fireworks and closing the door. And I was like, "Yeah, this is how cops get get called immediately." But it was yeah. a great time. Yeah, I mean, I think the cops had already come early in the earlier in the night because we had gotten them called already, and the guy was super cool. Like, I mean, I'll dig on, I'll I'll shit on cops all day long, but like. Truth yeah. be told, the most most of my interactions in my adult life with them has been, as a straight white male, has been pretty. Yeah, as a white dude, they've been super chill. Yeah, so, super um, great people. But like, yeah, he was. I also I also think if like if you want to throw the book at somebody on New Year's, like, like that's the time that everybody's doing it. So like, you can't really. Well, that's what can't really get down on people and be like, hey, here's the ticket, and you have to be quiet immediately, like. Well, five other parties are going around behind his back, but well, that was the cops' whole deal. He's like, "Hey, you know, if you can keep it down, please do." I get it. I was like, I th- have had parties, and it is New Year's, so you know. But try to be respectful, yada yada yada. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, no problem." We'll, or I think maybe people we had the garage open at that point, and maybe we closed it. And regardless, yeah. And then <laughs> was that also the year that uh, we opened the garage and people were banging on the couch? I, I think it was. God, what a great that, that that see, there were some good New Year's Eve parties. <laughs> yeah. That was good because it was like at ten oh five we said we were going to the bar and then at ten oh seven that garage door accidentally gets opened and it's like, Oh, they already planned it. They were on board for like as soon as that door closes, this is happening. As soon as we get any amount of privacy <laughs> and then somebody ruined that. <laughs> but uh yeah I, th- we ended up at the red fox and i i've dogged on red fox but it was a it was a resource and uh yeah i mean it, it was there yeah it like it's a place to drink yeah i found cash on the it. floor there it, it it you know not a not a total you know i think if you have one uh it's like i don't know it's like if you have one favorite bar and you're not there and every other bar is going to be pale in comparison. I feel like that's where that that bar paled in comparison for me. But <clears throat> yeah. that was the year that the one dude had like that a, a bottle of Dom Perignon at like the like penultimate dive bar, cash only, smoke on the patio, like maritime that's, that's themed how, for no apparent reason 
that's one of the things like doing research for this is like realizing why champagne is like the go-to at New Year's is is such fake like American bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, it's... hey, we want to be we want to be perceived as wealthy, so we're going to spend all this money on on fizzy water. So uh, yeah, it's total because status. the French do it. Yeah, which is like yeah, that that tracks for pretty much everybody on New Year's. And I get it, like saving the the expensive thing for a special occasion is one thing, but like just that ostentatious aspect, that conspicuous consumption type of showmanship. I'm just like, I don't. It's not who I am because it's like you show people what you got, and that's they're gonna come and take it from you. But I could be the I Irish like Catholic I'm, in me. Having going through some uh, some slim times, I I just I I just see something like that, and I'm like, well, that's that's three dinners. I I shouldn't spend three dinners on on alcohol, <laughs> but <laughs> that's three dinners worth of alcohol. Actually, yeah, and I'll that's... just get a I'll just get a thirty pack and pass out in the parking lot. So uh, I'll still have that fourteen dollars. That's also five alcohols worth of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, what? looking through the uh, the weird traditions too is is always kind of interesting. Of like. It seemed real fringe of like the twelve grapes at midnight thing. Yeah, I'm not sure if you saw that. And like, it came up. I didn't exactly understand what it a grape per year. That's got to be some Roman bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's like you have to eat one grape with every ring of a bell type of thing. I think it's Spanish. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's all it's all essentially the same thing. Of like, here's hoping. Here's fingers crossed. Like next year's going to be better. Let's let's invent all these weird little traditions to make sure it happens. I I mean I'd rather have twelve grapes than sacrificing a goat. Like because it's all like this weird symbolism that's like that's rooted true. in paganism, where it's like all right, we're we're going to sacrifice a mother goat to the god of fertility, and we're going to be our crop will be fertile, and we will have children, and like. Well, yeah, if it's if it's that or uh, having twelve grapes with the ring of a bell, I'll take the I'll take the grapes, please, because I yeah, I mean ancient ancient people, real real big picture level stuff. They're very they, by uh, well, they had my they, resolutions are usually <laughs> like I I should leave the house more, I should stop <laughs> drinking as much. <laughs> I mean the stakes were higher. The, uh, yeah, that's true. There's, the stakes were higher, so the gestures were more grandiose and uh, severe. Where it's like, even I bet prayers even like back in the day like require like the atonement and the what's the the I don't know whatever the term is for like when they donate something to make their prayer more heard. I guess it's the sacrifice of, of sorts, but it financial or otherwise. But it's just like yeah, yeah. Now it's like mm, send me your thoughts and prayers. And it's like that means. Fucking nothing. But back, like, you know, in yeah. in early days, it's like, that was a lot, probably. Yeah, no one's drinking a 30-pack of Tecate thinking about the the lineage of their of their bloodline persevering through uh, through nature, just being like, yeah, that's that's too, too high concept. I'm just trying to get a new car. <laughs> I'm just trying to get... I'm just trying to lease a new Kia. That's... If I can just get by enough to make sure yeah. that that gets paid. If the bank can just, you know, give me that $6,000, I think I think it's going to be a great year. 
But after the whole virus thing, like I think I think resolution shit has probably changed. I think going forward, we're like, I hope there's no more global pandemic. I just want to see people I know out in a public place. Yeah, it, it's going to reprioritize some things and put some shit in perspective, uh, hopefully. other I mean, maybe not. The amount of deniers out there. and <clears throat> I mean, like, dude, I, I've heard the anti-mask argument. And, like, I, the only one that made the most sense that I've heard is um, you can wear a, a bang, bandana, you can wear a medical shield, you can wear a pair of underpants over your face. It's not about protection. It's about compliance. And I was like, all right, if you put it in that, that scope, I could I could see that. But it's also like something is better than nothing. So please do yeah. something. So, but just but also to, where where do you draw that line? Seatbelts are for the weak. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I mean I absolutely agree. But if I'm you know I'm yeah. trying to just like reach a middle ground to even have a conversation. So like that was that. But I, now I'm hearing about that's your people. first mistake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that dude, that it is like cuz you're again looking for unreason or reason in unreasonable places where it's like, "Oh, you're not actually you're not you're not going to meet me halfway. You're dug in." Like Yeah. I, so it's cuz we're on two different planets and uh the yeah. stuff that you're talking about does not exist. I don't know. It's uh here and there, there but uh No, I mean Right, and you're gonna meet people that aren't worth talking to, and it's like, okay, I I can see that you're you are cemented your foot into this hill, and you're gonna die there. But like a lot of other people are very reasonable, and if you can talk to them, and it's like, well, I'm not maybe I don't change your mind, but at least I understand where you're coming from, and I don't hate you as a person for it. But like now, I'm hearing about people who are not only anti-mask but anti-test, and I'm just like, wow, that's. I didn't even consider that one. Like, like, yeah. Like, you could be infecting a lot of people, and you don't even you're won't even do the the simple drive through, like the courtesy. It's like, wow, okay, and fuck you. But like that that yeah. to me is unreasonable. But I'm sure they have their. Very researched, well thought out opinion about that, and I'm sure it's not at all based yeah. in crazy conspiracy or anything revolving that's, around a cue. That's that's totally fine if you want to have that position. Just you can't be in front of me in the vaccine line. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Is like yeah, you don't but, believe in this. <laughs> just fucking so stay at home. <laughs> yeah, let's take a little survey now, and if you opt out. Uh, you've opted out and good for you. Yeah. Stick to your guns and die on that hill you said you'd die on. Yeah. Well, that entitled rich kid that uh, somehow got the presidency. Go ahead and do that. But No, he's one of us, man. The guy that has never worked a real job in his life. He's a, He understands yeah. the working common man. He's one of us. I just wonder how many like working class people <laughs> are taking that tone of like, you can't fire me. No, I don't believe that you're firing me. Count, I'm staying re, here. Recount the votes. <laughs> yeah, that's this yeah. isn't a democracy, sir. I'm like, nope. Yes, this is a, this absolutely is a democracy. That's why I voted. Like that, not not yeah. not at a FedEx. Next time I get jury duty, I'm just gonna be like, nope, fake. This is fake. This is a fraud. <laughs> but only if he's guilty. <laughs> 
No, this is bullshit. <laughs> nope. Not me. <laughs> or if you get charged with a crime, like, nope, I didn't vote. Nope. That car hit me. I don't, I don't know where that came from, but that, that was that guy's fault. Let's get a quick rundown of where the champagne thing comes from. Do you remember it offhand, or should we look it up here? Uh, I just thought it was like a thing, like um, a thing where people during that time were like, "Oh, we should act like the French because they're so refined and cultured." Like, we'll get champagne too. I also saw some weird thing of like um, they called it aspirational drinking where, like, you want to drink outside of your class the same reason, like, you'd get, like, I'm getting Patron tonight because I can never afford it until I'm drunk. But there was also some weird thing about, like, uh, Christians with champagne because it's, like, a fermented spirit. Like, it's the blood of the of Christ type of thing, but I don't know. It didn't really delve too deep into that with uh, live science. Uh, here's the top ten origins of New Year's revealed yeah i mean <clears throat> i mean i've dogged on it already in this conversation even but it's like oh well, we gotta do this conspicuous cons- but i could see having like like a really nice glass of scotch or something if at you know to like all right <laughs> let's let's get our shit together here we're having the nice glass of <clears throat> of scotch to ring in the new year and let's do this but at you know at the same time if you're just carrying around a three hundred dollar bottle of whiskey at a bar and you're like fuck yeah it's a little different. I think you kind of like frame it as like here's my drink of the year and like whatever it costs like it doesn't matter because it's only one drink a year type of thing. But I don't know. Yeah, it seems like again, weird... both there's sides to both. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't think anyone like in the middle of April going to happy hour with friends is like well what kind of champagne do you have like i think it's (laughs) the entire industry only exists for like these type of situations uh like celebratory or yeah i well i don't even know if it's like insanely rich people just drink champagne i can't imagine that well it is that conspicuous consumption because it's like you think of any other situation that requires champagne toasts and it's like I, I mean, low low brow or low bar. It's like, oh, we're having a kid. Everybody, you know, or a wedding. It's like anybody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that I just yeah. shit on anybody that gets married or yeah. has kids. Uh, I like, think, fuck, I think anybody history, can do that. History has shown anybody can do that. So yeah, the bar is low, and then it's like you you, you climb up a couple more bars, and it's like, oh, right, we got a fucking boat. <laughs> we're gonna christen a boat. Which that one is like makes the least sense. It's like we're gonna spray this giant floating gar- uh, garbage can for money in the ocean or yeah. sea or whatever. The thing that you just throw money into. We're gonna spray gonna it down. Some sugar, spray some sugar bubbles on the front of my. I'm gonna boat spray money on evil. my hole, my money hole. <laughs> yeah. So you don't buy a car and spray it down with champagne. It's like. Look at this 96 neon I just got Shazam Oh bam (laughs) The Chevy Prism's getting sprayed down with Corbell baby 
dry brute champagne. Oh shit! It's peeling my paint. <laughs> oh god. A lot of the the New Year's Eve traditions don't really hold up. Like even what the, the ball dropping. I, yeah. Which is like the kind of isn't that entirely a Dick Clark sponsored thing? Like when they talk about it, it's one hundred percent Dick Clark's New Year's Eve ball drop. Yeah, I mean, I I came across like why they started doing it is because they used to just shoot fireworks willy nilly for like seven hours, and people were getting burned and buildings were getting burned in New York, so they're like, we need something else. <laughs> I, I like that. So bring it back. Yeah. They're like, uh, the city is burning. We need something else. So they went to like ball dropping, which I guess is a, it's like a, just <laughs> a terrible expression. Oh, can we admit ball dropping? It's like a maritime thing where like, that's how you gauge time. I guess is like one thing in the Harbor will like drop the ball and you can kind of see, like you measure your time by it. But, um, yeah, it, it basically just seems like people got a little too crazy. <laughs> like, how about we, how about a giant ball in the sky that everyone could just stare at for 10 seconds? Yeah, just something that it's like a light for the moths. Just stare at it until it's done. Don't light anything on fire. Don't fly into the flame. Just <laughs> it's, a, just a, yeah. it's just a dulling the senses for the masses. Like, oh, wow. Like that David Cross. Like, oh, wowee. <laughs> Look at it glowing with its luminescence. <laughs> Oh no! The the best thing that like you saw the possum one, yeah. Um, which the possum either drop. way you cut it, either way you cut it, that's a disturbing thing. But I also came across the a pickle drop in Gillsburg, PA. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one. I saw the, I uh, saw it. I didn't look state. into it. What happened? It's just a pickle that they dropped instead of a ball. It, that's pretty Is much it. it. It's, did uh, it start with an actual like one single pickle? Or did it like? Did they always do like a a giant version of a pickle? I don't, I didn't see that in, in quote unquote research, but um, <laughs> that would be amazing if every year on January second they're like, all right, we have to raise the pickle drop pickle. This is it. We have to make <laughs> it as big as possible for next year. <clears throat> yeah, they have to. It's like a. a what are you, a country fair pig where you just get it as big as possible? It's not very big. I'm yeah. looking at a picture of it. It's just, uh, it's, I mean, it's like a a medium to large dildo. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's an elbow to fist size dildo, so. It's a, it's, you know, probably like a six month, month old forearm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The top hat. I mean, I, I. He's essentially, he's essentially Mr. Peanut painted green. I think mm-hmm. that's probably where their origins came from. It, but yeah, just a little less opulent. No monocle. No top hat or <clears throat> cummerbund. I think the one I'm seeing, he definitely has a top hat and a cane. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, maybe because I'm looking yep. at MountOlivePickles.com. Maybe they're trying to keep it to the common man. <laughs> oh, I'm looking straight at Dillsburg. <sighs> I mean, that's. I mean, I like that. That's. I don't know what the pickle could represent. I just the fact that it's in Dillsburg. I'm. I'm. 
I'm sold. Like I, I'm an easy sale on that kind of thing. I'm a big fan yeah, of pickles in general. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like regional kind of takes on it. Um, because Traverse City uh, has a cherry drop, which occurs like I've never been to it, but I've had friends that go, and they're like, it is four degrees, and you have to stand there for an hour, and everyone is just blackout drunk. And I'm like, that sounds. <laughs> That sounds great. That sounds like an amazing experience of just a bunch of drunks in the street staring at a giant cherry. <laughs> and like the hidden meetings of cherries, I think, like make it even drop your cherry. <laughs> drop your cherry in the new year. Yeah, there's definitely some creeps hanging around thinking it's a different thing. Yeah, the regional ones are like Pittsburgh. I can't think of having a specific one. Uh, New Year's became, uh, like, New Year's Day is, like, Winter Classic, which has kind of been devalued a bit. But it's still, if it's in your city, it's pretty pretty rad. So that's one Yeah, thing. if you have the chance to go to it, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's New Year's Day. We're still talking New Year's Eve. The most disturbing one that we've found was absolutely the possum drop, which is a Tallahoosa, Georgia original. Yeah. Tallapoosa. It's even better. Where they drop a roadkill taxidermied ra- uh, possum encased in a glowing uh, hmm, true detective orb of lights. <laughs> <laughs> Just like at the drop of midnight. And they did not make any attempt to make it look like a happy possum or like a cared for possum. It like it's watching it first. I was like, is this thing alive? And it's not, (laughs) thankfully. But well, Daryl hit this on his way over. So I don't know, (laughs) throat in the ball and local taxidermist taxidermied a roadkill possum and put it inside of a just (laughs) an American gladiator (laughs) version of yeah a glowing hamster wheel (laughs) that never gets to feel the warmth of the roll (laughs) but once a year (laughs) and it, it like it's I who came up with it I don't know <laughs> why it caught on, but like that New Year's every year, drunk rednecks stroll out to downtown Tallapoosa to watch a taxidermied marsupial drop to the ground. <laughs> Which is, you know, I'm sure there's some fine people uh, there that are like, this is super messed up. Uh, but, yeah, trying to find photos of this, it it literally is just, like they caught a possum and threw it in a ball. Like, it's frightening. Yeah, I feel immediately bad for that screaming face marsupial. <laughs> De- <laughs> dead or not, I still have it, remorse and shame for my species. Kind of hard to see a possum and be like, "Man, I feel bad for that thing." But I like possums. I think they're sick. I I think they're cool. Uh, benign, benign creatures, or maligned. They're maligned creatures who are like misunderstood because they're ugly. 
or, yeah, or not traditionally adorable. <laughs> if they had like a bushy tail instead of that no hair rat tail that they have, uh, I'm sure they would be <laughs> they would be sports teams mascots for sure. Listen, if they didn't look like the redneck banjo players from uh, Deliverance in, in animal form, we might have a different connotation. If they didn't kind of quasi look like Gina Davis when she does that face thing in Beetlejuice, <laughs> I'm sure they would be more adorable. But yeah, I mean, because like if you lined up a raccoon and a, a possum, they're not super different. But like you look at a raccoon, and you're like, ah, they're adorable little trash pandas. And yeah. then you look at a, a possum, and you're like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you at all. Yeah, that's probably got rabies. I'm gonna stay away from it. <clears throat> they can't get rabies. Oh really? I'm pretty sure that's a that's that's a fact I read about them. Or it was either them or no, it's not bats because bats definitely can get rabies. But uh, yeah, they because it's people always look at possums in poor light. But then it was all these things about them that are like, oh, they eat roaches and they they bring down the population of mosquitoes. It was like they do all this good shit, and you're like, man, possums are fucking sick. Oh, yeah, I'm reading about it. Uh, any mammal can get rabies. However, the chance of rabies in a possum is extremely rare. It's something to do, they have a low body temperature, so it can't... Uh, Incubate it. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they do a, uh, They do some service for the community. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, good for them. I might be changing my stance on possums. Yeah, if they could eat some cats and come over to uh, my... my uh, <clears throat> place of residence they'd even gain even more stock but you know i've been praying for coyotes and all sorts of things over here but here we go that's crazy yeah how many how many trash cats you got over there it depends on the day you run out you could see like one day i ran down the driveway just to surprise them and i I, there was at least 14 whoa I was expecting like six. Oh that's no! Crazy. And that's just in the driveway. You go in the back, and I don't know, have you ever seen that video of like all the cats in the mosh pit? Where they, my favorite one is when they put a the integrity vocal test over it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> it's just a like, it's like a mobile sea of feral cats just like battling it out, like trying not to be submerged beneath each other. So it's sort of like that scene where. Jon Snow almost dies in the... Uh... <laughs> he's just being smothered by yeah, a he's bunch just, of cats. He's just getting smothered by dead bodies, only they're living, feral, pissy cats. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, like, having some... I don't know if you'd call them realizations, but I'm, like... For instance, I'm sitting in my side kitchen or whatever this room is. I have my oven on full blast because our heater doesn't work and our not and our oven doesn't even work i've had it on for two hours i i don't know that it has the heat of a candle currently (laughs) uh last week a roach crawled out from under this table while i was talking at it (laughs) like (laughs) our entire property smells like cat piss and our back neighbor got the other neighbor arrested for domestic assault so I'm like, wow. am so I white trash? 2020 is in full swing. 
I'm like, am I poor? I am. Po- I mean, I'm poor financially. <laughs> Wait a second. Am I a poor person? Like, but, but like, <laughs> like looking around, I'm like, maybe I have a. I need to re-evalu- reevaluate how I view my own place in this world, and maybe it's a lot lower than. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a, we had roaches in our, um, laundry room and I got caught, um, doing laundry and one came out from underneath the dryer and I stepped on it and screamed, fuck you to it at like 1130 at night. And <laughs> one of my neighbors was right there and she was like, everything all right? I'm like, roaches. Uh, sorry. Like, yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. I do feel bad. Like. I don't know, man. Every every interaction I've had with roaches, I just confirms my suspicion that they're the dogs of the bug world because they never like. I don't know. They don't seem like they're trying to cause any harm. They just are what they are, and they come out and they're like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, you hanging? What's what's going on?" And then you're like, "But my my just visceral re- reaction is always like, no, and you know, stomp, stomp." And then, yeah. I, then every time I'm like, he was that was probably a nice guy. It was a, probably a, a family roach cares about his brood. That's how I am with spiders. Like, if I see a spider, like, I stopped killing them a while ago, but there's always that shock of, like, kill that thing. And I'm like, wait a second. He's just hanging out. He's lost. He doesn't know where he's at. I think the thing with roaches is that they're scurry. It's been said before, but it's like that that quick... I think if they were slower, they would uh, be a lot less maligned. Yeah, like, you never see a beetle and you're immediately like, Crush it, because you're like, well, I could catch yeah. it. I could catch it in a little with little to no Kill effort. Kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I they got to get their PR together. Get get on a kick and get their uh, whole how people view them are turned around. Yeah, I think it's the whole uh, nuclear blast thing that people like. This thing can survive a nuclear blast. Like I, we'll see if it can survive my shoe. We'll see. Yeah, that nothing should be able to survive like that. A and then also their adaptability is just so insane. Like them being able to crawl inside a light socket and just like can't they? They're <clears throat> like whereas you uh, appreciate a, an octopus for being able to like undo a jar yeah. and shit. You're like that's what I was just gonna say. Like if octopuses domain animals, like they would do it in the same place as cockroaches. Like yeah, you'd be terrified. Get through a hole. <laughs> They have a brain in every arm. I killed it. <laughs> yeah. I'm fighting it and it's punching me in three different places. Yeah. Maybe maybe parking lot drunk. We'll uh we'll try to re uh we'll we'll help the roach. Cuz if anybody needs yeah. help, it's the creature that's going to outlive all of us as a species. I feel like that's that's on our brand. It's just a uh, it's just hanging around. Try not to disturb anybody, but like, I'm just doing my thing. Sorry, you don't like me. I mean, sure. I, I am what I am. That's that's kind of our. I didn't thing. realize this was your your place of residence. I'm sorry, I did not understand that. Oh, I'm sorry. This home that has attracted me such <laughs> so blatantly. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just you're just leaving those crumbs out for anybody, and you're expecting me not to show up. Oh, this palace of cleanliness with <laughs> multiple points of entry. <laughs> Oh, that's my fault. Oh, I'm sorry. This cloud of cat pee that drew me nearer. 
<laughs> Sorry. A full-on herd, a herd of cats that drew me in here. Sorry, princess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know this was a white, <laughs> a black tie affair. Yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe it's maybe it's me. Maybe I need to look at the things that are <laughs> like, man, you know. Maybe I should. I'm, be- I'm going to be honest with you. That's that sounds like 2021 problems. Like we'll figure that out next year. That's not. Listen, I have made my positive affirmations to the world. I have uh, announced my intention. I have put things on my vision board. Uh, I have charged my crystals. I have charged my credit card like it's a solar crystal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, 2021, baby. PLD year. This is it. I mean, it has to be, so. I mean, statistically, we're due, so. Yeah. I mean, it's like playing the lottery. Like, every loss is one step closer to a win, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. To be in, it's just. To be in sport, sports metaphors, we're one, we're one step closer to the lottery pick, so. That's uh, yeah. At least the lottery draft. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I could. <laughs> or were the Bengals where we still get the number one pick and then he breaks his leg for the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that happens from time to time. Yeah. You'll, you know, you'll get some gimmies. Yeah, but at least like in that in that metaphor, it's like, well, he's gonna have the rest of the season off to heal up. They're gonna get a better draft pick because they're gonna suck. And then they're gonna yeah. be better in the longer term. That's us. We're gonna until next <laughs> until next year when that that new draft pick breaks his leg. Yeah, well, he's he's just saving himself too. Yeah. Do you have any like New Year's resolutions, like, or not resolutions? Do you have traditions? Is what I meant. But uh, I mean, I every year I do do the like. All right, this year I'm gonna read this many books and I'm gonna do this many things, and it's like. Very rarely, like every time I, the bigger I go, the bigger obstacle, like 2020 was the year that I was like, I'm going to go to Asia. I don't know how, but I'm going to go to Asia. I'm putting it out there. And then 2020 was like, nah. (laughs) We're going to bring Asia to you. (laughs) We're going to bring (laughs) Wuhan, China to you, to your your couch. That's, I mean, like that's, that I kind of stopped doing them in early college just because it was like, again, that's that you're unnecessarily putting pressure on yourself for an entire year. Like you are putting pressure on yourself for a, a, a whole night. But, um, it's kind of like just blanket blanket things of like, man, I should, I should cut back on this and do more of this and kind of focus on this. But it's not like December rolls around and I'm like, shit, I haven't done that yet. But, yeah, Heather. What about you? <clears throat> um, I mean, I definitely set goals every year, and most of them go un unmet. But I think you know, if you don't set a goal, you don't achieve it. So you know, yeah. whether you you hit it or don't, if you don't, at least if you set it, you're like, well, I'm I'm working towards something. So baby steps, giant steps, over steps, whatever, you're heading towards a direction. So it's like. I I like to at least write them down and put them out there and 
at least be aware of what I say I want to be doing or trying to strive for. But yeah, mo- yeah. most of them are like, <clears throat> I don't uh, achieve, but it's also like, I need to kind of, I think I'm, I think I am really ADD to a point that should have been diagnosed. And I'm glad I, I'm like glad I wasn't because like, I don't, I saw like my friends who did get medicated and whatever. And, um, like a few of them have done really well, but then like mo- more than that have done poorly, like, uh, emotionally yeah. just like, it, I don't know, but just being drugged that it early, I think fucked them up and whatever. Puts you on a path of kind of not being able to win type of thing. But well, yeah. And they're like, I think in the nineties and the two thousands, like, you know, everybody, everybody was ADD. Everyone got, uh, diagnosed and medicated and maybe, yeah. maybe some more so than they were needed. And it just like, and you know, great, you're ADD, but then also like you're maybe bipolar or maybe you're have other more uh, important things to be dealing with where it's like, oh yeah, you can't concentrate, but like give that kid a fucking puzzle and he can knock that shit out in 10 minutes where it's like, if you got to assume that it's like that kind of hyperactivity's got some sort of biological function. So it's like, yeah, sitting at a desk. Yeah and unlocking the human genome probably isn't it but give that kid a fucking hand like my buddy ter- he was a terrible student uh he felt terrible about uh where he was in school he always beat himself up and then like high school rolled around and he went to technical school and learned how like carpentry and he fuck he just he was a, a savant basically he's just like he could take all that nervous energy and be like all right go put hang this drywall go figure out these like untangle this electrical unit and he like right out of high school he basically went into contracting and just he he made he probably made more money in five years than i have in 10 after college and he was just yeah and it's like that kid's not a fucking failure you're just he you were trying to punch a square uh peg square peg into a round hole and like you're gonna you're going to lose four corners of who that person was if you try to do that, you know? Yeah, I feel like that was kind of a kind of a catch-all. Like, I remember being in elementary school and people were like, everyone was getting thrown on Ritalin. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like that dude is, that dude doesn't seem like ADD or like whatever you want to call it at the time was. I'm like, a lot of people that are kind of varying uh, degrees of it and they're just kind of mass uh prescribing it to people but um yeah i know the same people like maybe this person just wasn't the best place to learn was in a group full of people that were gonna criticize them for getting the wrong answer or something but and it's also just how yeah. things are taught where it's like if like you can write things out in the most like detailed explanation and some people just aren't going to get it but then if you show yeah. them, you know, an example in like real life where it's like, <clears throat> I don't know, I had a writing teacher show me like uh, how you put dialogue into a script rather. It's because it's like, it's like a jar and it's like all these different shapes and like dialogue sort of the water, but it's got to go in last or else everything else is not going to fit. 
but if you like pour in the the structure and the conflict and whatever else he was his examples so you throw those in first and you bake it in there and then you pour the water the water is going to everything's going to fit but it's like if you have a visual like a vision some people need a visual some people need the written out some people need like hands-on approach and you know yeah traditional education is like well we're gonna do it this way and if you don't get it you're fucking stupid because you're not gonna remember it because it doesn't i don't know yeah i think a lot of that today could probably hint like just hearing about like how kids grew up nowadays (laughs) like oh yeah we were kind of in the in-between era of like like i grew up doing that core plus core plus math i'm not sure if you you guys have that in Pittsburgh that is essentially like a, an experiment to see if this could work as like a mass subs, substitute type of thing. And it was just nonsense. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, glad. That's why I can't do math nowadays. Was, that's why I went to art school is because uh, of that experiment, uh, just terrible education. But I'm sure nowadays it's a little more refined, a little more dialed. But. Yeah, you never know because it's like... <clears throat> Like my, the math teacher I had the most trouble with, like she couldn't explain shit. And looking back, like I mean, even when it was happening, I knew it was like you. Like she admitted she was an English major. She was an English teacher, who they needed a math teacher, and they she had the education degree, so she became a math teacher. But she didn't have a vast understanding of this thing other than the one way that she learned it. So she wasn't able to express it in any other way than the way it was presented in the book. And I never could understand. Like, I was like, I don't understand cosine. I don't understand tangent. I don't understand why one is used. I, like, it was just all this shit. And it's like, yeah. she was never able to, she's like, that's just the way it is. And I'm like, that's not an explanation. That's just uh, an explanation of the situation. But why is it the way it is? Tell me that. Yeah. And then, or like, who, how they decided that this is the answer to that, the way that it is. And like, but you know, and she was probably like, yeah, we are extremely underfunded and we don't get paid our worth. So no, uh, it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, uh, then you're dumb and you're never going to understand it. I'm like, well, and I, sw- I swear to God, that's the last class that I ever really tried in math. I think I had like a, a word puzzle math class that in college where I was like, all right, this makes sense. But again, it was just the framework. Yeah. I mean, I, I decided, we kind of decided like in seventh grade, I'm like, I'm just not going to get it. I'm just going to cheat my way through math until I never have to do it again. See that, and uh, that's what I did. That was probably a way better approach, but like I... I was like, I can, I can do this. And then every time I failed a test, yeah. I'm like, just fighting back tears. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't get it. Yeah. Because I'm like, thankfully skateboarding came into the picture. But like prior to that, I was very competitive. So if I couldn't get something, I'm like, just losing my shit. I was the opposite of that where I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, it's not really in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm just gonna draw during this uh, 45 minutes of class. But yeah, I uh, I was very determined. Maybe if somebody had just been like, "Listen, you're not gonna be good that's at everything." Your, that's your fault. That that's the problem right there, Christian. Is like you care too much. Well, just be apathetic like me and just coast through life. That's 
Sean, if you had this gaping hole of insecurity where you just had decided you had to be good at everything, unless uh, or otherwise people weren't going to like you, then maybe you wouldn't have had this path towards mediocrity, this master of none approach that I do. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And be like, well, I'm going to be okay at some things and maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should set the tone right now and be committed to learning uh, math for uh, 2021. Yeah. New goals, algebra. <laughs> High school <Yeah>. algebra. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Uh, basic pre-calculus and then we'll figure it out. I was trying to figure out some sort of algorithm for work because I'm like, there's a... Uh, a hierarchy of like people who need to be posted more and it's like some have a different weight than others and there's different tiers and I was like well if I could like assign a value for each tier and then work in the amount of posts per month I could just have like a program tell me who to post and when and how much and that would really you know save me some effort because I could just pre-bake it basically and then I was like yeah. No fucking idea how to do that. <laughs> you just make that and then sell it to Instagram slash Facebook and then yeah. or, you're yeah, a billionaire. Just sell it to every other company that's doing exactly the same things where it's like, well this yeah. this is our this is our top tier product. This is our tertiary marketing story. And you're like, All right, well if I could just assign a value to that thing and just put pre bake all the posts. That's a that we might be on to something, Sean. Let's farm this out to uh, somebody we pay two hundred dollars for, and just yeah. they have no association with the actual project. Let's Tell fuck somebody else over <laughs> who does the actual work. Yeah, that's essentially how I see that. I see that problem where where I'm like, hey, I'm, they probably have people that can figure this out, and then I move on to the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm that like, person I, who should figure this out. Like, yeah. That's exactly my job. <laughs> but it's not in my pay grade. It's just my, like, as that role, it's my job. But, you know. Yeah. I guess if you wanted that amount of <clears throat> output, you'd pay someone. But I just read a inspirational story about the origin of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So, you know, maybe. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Uh, My interest is piqued. Yes. Apparently, the person who developed Flamin' Hot Cheetos was the janitor at Frito-Lay, at one of the Frito-Lay factories or plants or whatever. And uh, Frito-Lay was not doing well however many years ago. They, They didn't really know their place in the market. They didn't really have a banner product, whatever. And they came up with this program where it's like, you know, basically an all hands on deck. Like everybody's a CEO. Everybody can be. Yeah. Bring the idea. We want good ideas. We want good ideas, but we don't want to pay for them. That well, type of mentality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes and no, because apparently the guy, long story short, uh, this janitor that had worked there for years who was Latino figured out like, you know, no one's really catering towards the Latino marketplace. There's not a real big, like spicy chip. Like Doritos has their spicy chip, but I think they might be free to lay anyway. I mean, nacho cheese isn't a spicy chip anyway. Well, the guy's like, yeah, 
you're not really catering to my people, me, my people. And I've been, he had like done a bunch of tests and like come up with his own different kinds of flavors with like tahine and all yada yada. And he came up, he came up with flaming Hot Cheetos. He's like, look, and he made up his own logo and everything and brought it to the CEO. And it was like this whole thing, you know how they mark the, when they pitch these kind of things, it's like, he got an email and he thought he was such and such, but it turns out he's the janitor and he was so impressed with the, you know, the initiative that he sat, he had a meeting with them. And then long story short, the janitor is a multimillion dollar. He like, he's, he's a, he's a multimillionaire. Frito's doing great. So it's like this happy story where it's a dude that like had been with the company. He got heard and you know, it benefited everybody, but that could be us, Sean. We could be Frito Lay. That's it. Yeah, I'm on board. Seems like most times that happens, they they're like, "Yeah, oh, this is a good idea. Uh, we'll think about it," and then they release it anyway. And they're <laughs> like, "Hey, look at our new idea we just came up with." Yeah, but again, like, well, not again. It's just had that story happened, and people were like, "Well, actually, they stole it from their janitor." Like you'd be like, man, fuck them. But now you hear it and you're like, wow, well done. Yeah. Because now you're like, well, they, they at least compensated this person, whether it was fairly or not. Like, oh, well, we were about to be going out of business, and yeah, you're a million dollar, you're a millionaire now. But really, yeah. we're a billion we got, dollar company, and you get we got this fucking goodwill hunting situation fall into our lap, <laughs> and. uh crushing it now <laughs> everybody loves it hot anything i don't do you do you i love it i do... love any spicy chip you give me a spicy chip i'm on board all right well i'm not gonna try to take your joy away if you like it you like it i used to eat those uh in college i would eat those handicap hot fries that oh, were I... essentially just like yeah, they're like poison. <laughs> I don't. Hey, do you want do you want to sweat from your eyelids? Here you go. <laughs> Not only do they have no nutritional value, they take nutrition out of you. <laughs> they drain you of your life force. Yeah, here you, you go. It's got it's got beloved comic books uh, person Andy Cap on it, so you know that connects with kids. Clearly, current comic book heavyweight yeah. Andy Cap who always seemed to be getting hit with a roller pin from his wife or something doesn't matter. But um, what are you drinking? What do you got there? I'm back on the T-Cat train. I got a, I had a recipe that called for a Mexican lager, so why not buy 12 of them? <laughs> I noticed uh, once Thanksgiving hit, I was like kind of in the mood for like a light, like microbrew type thing just because it felt like holiday whatever because um, of our last podcast ale, yeah um, the fat tire amber ale man it's hard it's hard to beat it's a good uh, it's good sipping when it's cold and rainy like it is today no I don't drink fat tire very much but uh, you know if they reached out maybe I would yeah they could be the looking at you fat tire fat tire we're available Make the play. <clears throat> Maybe I should make a Instagram profile just so I can start harassing all these alcohol companies with for these <laughs> tie-ins. Hey, we drank this. Give us money. We have forty listeners. 
So <laughs> get in, uh, get in the ground floor, and then you know, this will pay out. It's like buying. <clears throat> like that graffiti artist getting Facebook stock. Yeah. That's the plan. This is our rep- this is our retirement plan. Pretty much. I uh I mean I mean I'll t- I'll work, but I mean if you're working and doing things you want to do anyway, you're not really working, right? That's true. So you don't really do resolutions. <clears throat> And who knows what 2021 will look like, considering what 20 what gold 2020 brought us. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that thing where I see movies now, and I'm like, oh, what a simpler time! Like, look at them at that outdoor restaurant. Look at them sitting there in that full bar. Yeah, every time and like there's a group scene, I'm like, why isn't anybody? Oh, oh, this is. Uh, but even more surprising, like, because I'm surprised seeing like the group scenes with no masks and, yes, th- that kind of shit. Like, I watch. I uh, one of my past fellow students has a spec script for the Connors, and I mm-hmm. watched an episode for to try to help him with notes and whatever. And I was like, it's the current season or the most recent season in COVID, and I'm like, this is way weirder that they're writing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I like this fictional world where we just ignore it because the like, yeah like I I think I hated Roseanne as a kid anyway because I'm like this is depressing this is like too real it's just like too much and then yeah it's just like they know their their target market and they're like the too real this is our shitty life like because the first episode is like them getting an eviction notice during covid and then the two daughters having to go work a a factory job and i'm like this sucks. <laughs> this is not this, 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 this is a fucking oliver stone movie what, what what's going yeah, on here I'm like, and it like it didn't even have like a happy ending <laughs> it was like, yeah yeah well we're working at a, a factory and then the both daughters like we're trying to have a happy moment of realizing that they're doing the sh- laverne and shirley them realizing that Laverne and Shirley were 22 and they're in their like 30s or 40s. <laughs> it's so depressing. Yeah. Instead of steering away from the, the depression of the modern times, we're just going to lean into it and uh, yeah. they, make light of it. Yeah. A- ABC just saw the headlights coming and steered directly into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, that that show was always depressing. It was always like, it always felt like going over to your friend's house while their parents fight. You're like, all right, this is uh, this is real different from my my normal life. But yeah, maybe it was like designed. I'm like, well, my family's not too bad. Like, look at. But then again, a show centered around Roseanne Barr. Maybe <laughs> if you're already on board for that, maybe your yeah your life isn't gonna be the. Uh, rainbows and sunshines that and lollipops you were hoping for yeah <laughs> but <clears throat> how'd we get there from resolutions just don't be like Roseanne I don't know <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah um yeah I don't know it's it's hard to even like know where what the world is going to hold to like even try to make goals. So I'm just focusing on, Oh, Heather, Heather sent me some like, 
uh, tying in my ADD and whatever else. Like Heather sent me this TED talk of a dude talking about how he was kind of a fuck up or not. He wasn't <clears throat> getting everything that he wanted to get done done, and he just started like yeah. he 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 compared it to like a Chuck Close approach to things, where it's like Chuck Close just draws these little squares. And he does them, these small little squares over and over, and eventually it becomes this great big completed work. But he just focuses on this small little square at a time. And he applied that to his own life where it's like, all right, he wants to read X amount of books, and he knows he's not going to read 20, 50 pages at a time. So he's like, well, I read five pages at a time. But most of the time, if I read five pages at a time, I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to stop here. And he ends up reading 10, 15, maybe even does read the 20. But he does that with everything where it's like, all right, I'm going to do small things. And eventually they're going to be a big thing. So it's like. Yeah. You have like an out in in it where you're like, you're not into it. You can just be like, well, I read, I read my five pages or whatever. I can yeah. bail on this right now, but but it's it is the still the same bigger goal, but he's just like broken it down into a smaller, more digestible pieces. And I think that's what I have to do where it's like, you know, I'd like this to be a weekly thing and every time like I try to make that happen, it's like, well, it's been a month. But then it's like, all right, well if we do the recording and then I, you know, edit for twenty minutes a day for three days like that's it's done and then three days later yeah. we have an episode so it's like i think if i that'll be my resolution is just like break it down get it done if i can just break down the bigger things that i want and then i don't know I, but i'm also such a spaz that like i get a good groove going and i'm like all right well what else we got going and then i blink and it's four months later and i'm like i haven't read that book in four months yeah i mean especially this year i've noticed like the recording times that we do with this is like, oh yeah, we we'll do it this time, and then a month will go by. I'm like, didn't we just do that? Like, the time that my inter- interpretation of time has been completely warped by oh, yeah. <clears throat> being at home all the time. Where I'm like, I feel like we, I feel like we're getting a pretty good clip, and I'm like, we have four episodes over three months or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. But, so I mean, that would be a goal for the new year is just to like. At the very least, one a month. But, you know, if we could do bi-monthly, we'll see where we go, but, like... We'll we'll see what new Belgium satire uh, throws in on this. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's another thing, is, like, until we get this Patreon going with, uh, you know, your your shower vomit drinks that you want us to drink on camera and whatever, (laughs) because we are whores who will drink these things for yeah. money. Have you ever anyway. wondered what a Campari tastes like with just bourbon and Kool-Aid? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that, but we need to be compensated. Oh, man. I've, uh, I had to dip into TikTok for work, and I, like, made my own account just so I could, like, kind of crowd test, like, skate clips. But I've, I've followed a few people, and I followed this one, whatever, quote-unquote chef, and he made, like, a Hennessy Kool-Aid, and I was like, I, I'm kind of on board. <laughs> like every time he whips like, out, oh, oh, this is ridiculous. And then the more you watch it, you're like, wait a second, this guy's got some points. Yeah, I'm not. All right, he knows what he's doing. 
I'm not judging. Like I, I'm like, I, it's just nothing I would have done on my own where I'm like, you know, making a Hennessy anything actually. But then he's like, yeah, he's using it as like a, a glaze and all this other shit. And I'm like, I don't, if you're not getting money from Hennessy, I hope you do, sir, because you are, I'll probably buy a bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. You deserve it, sir. Yeah. Uh, Heather made this, like, we went and looked, or tried to look at uh, <clears throat> Christmas lights last week. So she got, like, this vegan amaretto, and we had, like, cocktails with that, and that was that was pretty dish- delicious. I should have probably done that prior to our holiday drinking episode, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've... I've kind of been going in and out of that mode where I'm like, oh, I really want to, like, if I'm going to make a drink, I want it to be, like, a process. And, like, oh, this will be, like, a, a whatever multi-step drink. And then I'm always like, no, oh, I got tequila and orange juice. So <laughs> I guess that'll do. But I think that's what I was trying to get at when I brought up champagne <clears throat> that I had some. I was like, because I had a, a little, a couple of oranges left over from, a bag from Casey's and I juice them and fresh squeeze orange juice with like a, a mid level champagne was so delicious. So, you know, See that? yeah. if you got to save up to, for a bottle of champagne for the end of the year, like that, I, I could see that if, especially if you're not just pass, I, not that you could, but you're just passing around some $200 bottle at a fucking bar spreading whatever weird germs yeah maybe that's the mode is just uh new year's day drinking that should that should replace it when you have a a full night's sleep under your belt and just kind of like ready to go you're like all right it's 9 30 i'm making a mimosas and getting tore up before three o'clock yeah maybe that should be its own episode is like the day after new year's <laughs> Like, are you rolling it over into the new year, or are you? Yeah. Coming? Are you trying to bounce you, back? Make sure you didn't make the mistake of telling somebody the night before your your resolution, and now you have to stick to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, fuck! Now I have to run an ultra marathon. Shit! I shouldn't have told them that. I'm gonna stop having one night stands. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, I am hopeful for the new year. I I don't know if that's misguided or optimistic. Like how? I mean, you gotta you gotta be optimistic because if you're just going yeah. in like to an any, I mean, yeah. Tur- currently, we are about as close as rock bottom as you can possibly get with COVID and the economy and all that shit. So, if you can't put, you know, promise in the next year, like, as well pack it in but well we are leaving an abusive relationship so at least like we are getting out of a four-year-long commitment and yeah we're kind of hitting we're rock we're hitting rock bottom we're scraping around but you know rock bottom is a good place to rebuild so why not be optimistic why not reach for the stars even if you were at potentially the farthest point away from them possible let's use 2020 as the sound fun foundation that we base all of yeah. our previous or future successes on yeah. 2021 new year's day is the world war one trench 
filled with blood, mud, and dead bodies that we're going to scratch our way out of in terms of a better, in hopes of a better future. <laughs> so cheers, everybody. Uh... Here's to optimism. <laughs> Here's to aligning your chakras and getting shit together in the new year. Yep. Do we just end it there? (laughs) (laughs) And cut. And that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Go go have yourself uh, 12 grapes at midnight. And, uh, you know, let's go get some. For a better uh, 2021. Yeah. I mean, really, it can't get worse. So fuck it. And if it can. That's true. That's another thing is like. Yeah, it's like shit's not good, but like, it's also not that bad. Like, as bad as it can get. Yeah. Like, we're not, and like, I'm in quarantine, but I'm not hiding behind a false wall waiting for a Gestapo to come check in and see if we're being hidden. You know? Like, yeah. There are so many. Like, count your blessings, because if this is the worst that we've ever experienced. Like, oh, it got a little harder to get toilet paper for a minute. And, you know. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get your hair cut when you wanted it. Tough break. Yeah. Like, if this is the most oppressed you've ever been, count your fucking blessings. Because. Yeah. And watch, watch a documentary. Because yeah. <laughs> people, have been, people have been way worse to humanity. Yeah. In previous times. Than and currently. Right now, so are in way worse yeah. situations and are way more thankful. <laughs> like, so shut the fuck yeah. up, wear your mask, wash your hands, and treat people with respect. Just <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. And end of episode. And you're welcome, America. <laughs> you're, we solved it. We got it. We prioritized. Nailed it. All right. Well, you're welcome, America, as usual. Sean Burke, it's always a pleasure. I miss you. I miss your touch. I know it's been it's been too long. Miss miss your face. Miss your your aroma. Yeah, likewise. Well, I'm glad you're staying safe. Uh, I'm I I'm hoping I'm going to test positive again or negative. I I'm going to not have it, which is a positive thing. But I'm going to test negative, which is yeah. So I hope those things. And um, but yeah, man. Cheers to the new year. Cheers to 21. Glad to know you. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Christian Sandrud. I am Sean Burke. Cheers. Until next time, guys. (laughs) 